Celebrate the historic 100th Greeley Stampede, June 23rd through July 4th, featuring concerts, rodeo, carnival, and more. Tickets available at GreeleyStampede.org. It's time for the Rockies Rundown, talking all things Colorado Rockies baseball. Here are your hosts, Jerry Schimmel and Tanner Schwint. Good Thursday afternoon, Northern Colorado. Welcome in to the Allo Communications Studios. I am Tanner Schwint, excited to have another edition of Rockies Rundown, presented by Autoplex for you here today. Been a couple of weeks since we've been able to jump on here. It's because the Rockies have been playing those uh, Thursday day games. Joining me now, my partner in crime, uh, one of the voices of the Colorado Rockies, Jerry Schimmel. Jerry, good to be talking with you, buddy. Tanner, what's up, fella? How you doing? Good. How are you, my man? Well, are you are you back in Denver? I'm good. I'm back in Denver. Yeah, we came back after the game last night and uh, get this rare day off. We get these every about three weeks and uh, enjoy and catch it up and excited about talking to my man Tanner Swint. No, I'm excited too, Jerry. And I think uh, all of Rockies Nation out there is excited to be back from San Francisco and Arizona and, and hopefully find some comfort in the uh, safe confines of Coors Field. I hope so. That, yeah, it was a rough trip. Uh, I didn't see that coming, Tanner, to be honest with you. I, I thought the Rockies had a you know, great chance of having a successful road trip, whether that's you know four wins, five wins, whatever that might be. But, man, they ran into some good pitching. And they just and they could look in the mirror, too. They just couldn't hit, and they didn't pitch very well. But, yeah, it's, uh, it was a rough road trip, uh, especially in San Francisco. They just couldn't get any offense going at all. But, yeah, great to be back. And now you got a, a what, a nine-gamer coming up starting tomorrow. So, uh, it's a place where the Rockies have gone 11 and five, I think, at home at Coors Field. So everybody's excited about kind of putting that behind you, that road trip, flushing that away, and getting back to business at Coors Field. Yeah, I think, like you said, everybody's really excited about that, Jerry. Now we do want to put out there that uh, when you were talking with Bud Black to try and get him on the program today, he said it might be a game time decision. Uh, so he has the number. We may be joined by Bud Black this uh, today or not. But uh, you said his kids and grandkids are in town, so it's got to be nice for Buddy after, like you just said, it was a tough road trip. It's got to be nice for him to kick back with his family. You know, I actually think that we should be the priority way more than again. His okay, his yeah, the, you yeah, said that about the coaches' it. meeting they had he, too. He, he is not getting he's not getting the priorities right. No, I gotta I gotta tell everybody. You know, when when Tanner and I first started talking about doing this show together, I was bragging to, to Tanner, but you know what? I'll get Bud Black on. That'd be great. You know, we're <laughs> friends, huh? and we tried like what four or five times now, and this tells me it tells our listening audience and it tells you especially Tanner. Jerry does not have the connections that he says he does. All right, he's not that big a deal. See, he's it, not a big deal at all. And Jerry, I think it's probably me, not you. I, so I. I I think that's what it is. If you yeah. just said, hey, I host the show, uh, Bud would probably be on uh, weekly with you. So I, I think it's me. I'll take the blame there, Jerry. But uh, right. let, let's uh, talk a little bit about this team. Um, you know, I, I, 16 and 15, you still got a, a winning record, but the facts are the facts. The bullpen is has not been good. In fact, the starting pitching hasn't been good either. And, Jerry, this team is playing in the best division in baseball. Yeah, you put those two things together, and you've got a, a, a road trip where you lose five out of six, right? Yeah, it's um, you know looking at the division standings right now. Still, nobody's got a, a losing record. Nobody even at five hundred. The Rockies are in last place now, but they're still sixteen and fifteen. And I and I think I had the note the other day where this late in the season, so what are we made eleventh today, uh, May twelfth? 
is um, you haven't had a division with all teams with at least 500 records since 2013. So it's been nine years since this division has been this good at this point in the season. So, and we knew that was going to happen. We, we knew that the Padres, the Giants are going to be good. Uh, Arizona is a much improved team. Didn't really think they would be probably two games over 500. But, yeah, it's a very difficult division. And if you're not ready to play in that division, they're gonna, you're going to get beat up. There's no question about it. You know, the, the one team in the division they have a winning record against is the Dodgers <laughs> in that opening series when they took two out of three. So, you know, we're thinking, oh, we begin the season against the mighty Dodgers and get two out of three from those guys. Thinking, all right, division is going to be kind of fun this year. And I know it's very early. It's a month in the season. But still, a uh, disappointing road trip for the Rockies for sure. But I think there was – there's probably Tanner, and I'm not making excuses for the team. There's a little bit of bad luck there. Uh, they had some injuries they're kind of fighting through. Grichuk hasn't played for a while, and, and uh, uh, Rogers is hurt. He didn't play the last two games. And then when it ran into, seriously, four of the hottest pitchers in baseball in succession, the three starters in Arizona and then Rondone, Rodon in game one against San Francisco, you look at the numbers, those guys are the, the, four, of the, four of the hottest pitchers in all of baseball. So a little bit of bad luck there at the same time. you got to take care of business if you want to you know, do some damage this year in the division. Now, I think a lot of Rockies fans, Jerry, when he said to mention that about Rodgers, was like, that's actually an upgrade uh, because he has not been good, my friend. I, 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 he's got the tools. We've seen the flashes of it, but he's still batting 169 this year. And, uh, you know, the defense has come, I mean, has not been good all the way around either. What is going on with Brendan Rodgers? Yeah, if you look at the numbers the last week, he's much better. You know, started the season, I think, four for 54, something like that, well under 100. And in the, in the last week, he's actually hit over 300. I think he's driven in eight runs in the last 10 games that he's played. So he's getting there. And uh, people just kept telling me, and I've said this to you before, Tanner, people just kept, just got to be patient with a guy. Gotta be, I said, how patient can you be? It's three weeks in, he's sitting you know, he's playing every day and hitting 50, 154, and everybody's like, no, just just wait. He's going to take off. And then he had a couple. I think he had two or three two-hit game, multiple-hit games out of four, and then he hit a home run and driven in some extra, had some extra base hits. So he's okay. He's Now he's got a hand contusion. I think the back of his right hand is, is sore, so he hasn't played the last two games. But actually, if you look at the last week, he's, he's hit the ball very well. And defensively, he's been solid the whole season. Yeah, talking with Jerry Schimmel, voice of the Colorado Rockies. I'm Tanner Schwent. If you've got questions, comments, text us in at 888-530-0043. That's 888-530-0043. Well, and Jerry, let's stay on that defensive side uh, and talk about the Rockies. I mean, uh, goodness, it looks like they've been taking defensive practice uh, watching the the Bad News Bears films at times. I mean, it's tough. And Ryan yeah. Ryan McMahon with six errors. There's no way. I mean, I think did he did he committed like seven all of last year, and he's got six yeah. already. Yeah. What is going on defensively? Yeah, go, uh, he was Gold Glove uh, finalist last year at third base. Yeah, that's a great question, Tanner, because coming into season it looked like a really good defensive team. I think that's been the biggest disappointment is just how they play defense. And you say uh, it, it might be a fluke, and maybe it is. You, uh, I think. I think errors, uh, def- defensive lapses are contagious. I mean, that you get a couple and then you, you get that next ball hit to you think, all right, I'm going to get a bad hop. Am I going to be able to make this play? And it starts getting your head. In fact, I talked to Ryan Spielborgs about that yesterday in the pregame show, and he said, absolutely. You know, you make an error or two, and then you start thinking about every ball that's hit to you. And I think that's where the Rockies have gotten. I think they had that, uh, that, uh, that four-game series in Philadelphia 
when the wind and the weather was just absolutely horrible and they couldn't catch the be- the baseball. And I think that got into their head a little bit. I really do. And and uh, it, it carried over into the, the homestand, then it carried over into this road trip. And uh, I think what you have to remember is, and it's hard to do that sometimes when you watch his team boot the ball like they have, Tanner, that on paper it's a good defensive team. The outfield is a good defensive outfield. And when Charlie Blackman's not out there and the other three are with Gritchick, it's one of the best defensive outfields in the country, in, in, in the world. So, uh, and you got a gold glove finalist at third base. You got a great defensive player at second base at, I mean, shortstop. Brendan Rogers has been good. CJ Crone is average at best, probably at first, but it's, you look at the team like that and the regulars that play every day and you think, no, it's a solid defensive team, which is what all the previews for the 2022 season set, all the national prognosticators said, all right, the team's not going to be very good, but one of their strengths is their defense. They're going to play gold glove defense, and that hasn't happened. And it's tough to put your finger on why, but I think it's probably contagious a little bit right now. No, it is, and and we talked about Jose Iglesias when they made that move for him and, and brought him in on the offseason, and we said, well, there's a great, great defensive guy there. Didn't know what the bat was going to be, uh, but now, Jay, the roles have been reversed. He's had four errors so far this year, and he's batting like 319. It's been incredible with Jose, and we know baseball is a it's a, it's the law of averages. Everything's going to come back to where it's supposed to be, but, man, the Rockies need that to happen sooner rather than later. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. I think that's the biggest disappointment. That I know it is with the general manager, Bill Schmidt, when I talked to him the other day. He said one of the biggest disappointments is the way we play defense because you know, I, I intentionally try to get guys that play good defense because that's really important to him, especially in the outfield. you got to have speed at Coors Field and good arms and all that stuff, and, and they've got that. And like I said, when Charlie Blackwood's not out there, and Charlie's adequate, but when he's not out there, a replacement for him is, is that's an excellent uh, off defensive outfield. But yeah, they they got to they got to find that. And usually, Tanner, the the history of Major League Baseball is that the errors go down as the season goes on. I don't know if it's the weather; it warms up a little bit. You know, it's hard when it's when it's blowing forty miles an hour and it's forty five degrees out there to catch and throw baseball. And I, I I played college baseball and I played through some springs that were just we played through snowstorms and forty degree weather. And I know how hard it can be. So keep that in mind too. If you're a Rockies fan, oh, it's a terrible defensive team. They should get better just because teams get better defensively as the the weather warms up. And hopefully that's the case with the Rockies. Well, and they're definitely going to need to with some of the struggles from the pitching. And that's what we're going to talk about on the other side it's rockies rundown presented by autoplex autoplex is here to style your ride don't be uh, driving around in that old boring ride of yours get it uh, uh customized the way that you need it and right now mention kfka for 10 percent off your uh, heat blocking window tint it's going to be hot this summer you get 10 percent off that window tint to keep that heat off just by mentioning kfka visit them online at autoplexco.com that's a-u-t-o-p-l-e-x-c-o Dot com. Uh, more of Rocky's Rundown presented by Autoplex next on Northern Colorado's Voice, 1031 and 1310 KFK. The Rockies are on 103.1 and 1310 KFK.
Well, the Colorado Rockies, after a hot start to the year, have cooled down just a little bit. Welcome into Rockies Rundown, presented by Autoplex. I'm Tanner Schwent, live from the Allo Communications Studios. Jerry Schimmel, voice of the Colorado Rockies, up on the hotline with me. Now, Jerry, we talked, and this starting rotation has the talent to be a really strong suit of this team. And uh, across the league, I think you can compare them just on paper. But, Jerry, they haven't been able to go very late into innings and, and been getting smacked around a lot. You know, Chad Cool has been the best pitcher so far this year statistically, and he's still only averaging going five and two-thirds innings deep. What is going on with the Rockies? Well, I think you have to remember this first, Tanner, that uh, because of the shortened spring training, well, let, let me back up. Even if there wasn't shortened spring training, pitch counts stay down this time of year. Until guys get four or five starts, their pitch count's going to be anywhere between 70 and 90. And then when you get to that fourth or fifth start, sixth start, then you start looking at 100 pitches. So it, you come out of spring training every year with limited pitch counts. Everybody does that. I mean, look at uh, you know the, the Dodgers with Clayton Kershaw. They took him out uh, it, with a no-hitter going or perfect game going because of pitch count because it was early in the season. So if that was you know in June or July, he would finish that game. So we keep that in mind, number one. Secondly, and again, I'm not making excuses for the team, but secondly, it's a shortened spring training so guys like Kyle Freeland and Marquez got, what, two starts, maybe three, maybe got eight or nine innings in, in the spring. When you usually get 20, you usually get 15 to 20 innings. So now you have to take the regular season to work in to, to build up a little bit with, with, uh, with your arm strength and your pitch count. So we keep that in mind. And I think you've looked across Major League Baseball, even the teams that are pitching well, like the Dodgers and the Giants, and Arizona's even pitching well. They're doing the same thing. They're, they got guys early in the season who come out early because of pitch counts. Now, the Rockies lately have had guys come out early because you're getting pounded. So that's a different story. But um, it, it, you have to remember, first month of the season, especially this month, you're going to have guys that aren't going to go that long. Now, guys in the rotation of the Rockies have those four and five starts already. Now you're looking at, at possibly completing games and you know, uh, and, and at least going a longer than they have past the fifth inning. Well, and, and if I gave you the stat line of a pitcher that was 0 for 3, only 32 innings pitched in six games, a 23 earned runs given up, a 6.47 ERA, you know, we'd probably guess, okay, maybe it's Chad Cool, maybe it's uh, Antonio Sizzatello, somebody on that back end, but the fact that that's Herman Marquez is just mind-boggling to me. And Jerry, you know, we saw Kyle Freeland in, in a little bit of the same boat early, but he had his pitches. You you could see it. He was there. He was just kind of, uh, as Bud Black would say, it's baseball. You're gonna you're gonna lose some games even when you pitch well. I haven't seen that that light out lights out stuff from Herman Marquez this year. Yeah, yeah, it's a good observation. Kyle Freeland's worked his way back, hasn't he? He's been he's been terrific his last three starts, really. And on this road trip, he was tremendous. But yeah, Marquez, we're shaking our head with it. And you know, Buddy gets asked about that every day, and certainly the days when Marquez pitches. And he just doesn't have answers. Like, you know, fastball control is just not there. So the way Marcus pitches, and you know this, uh, Tanner, he sets up that great off-speed pitch, that slider especially, with that fastball. When you can't spot your fastball, you can't get it for strikes early in the count, you're going to get in trouble. And I think that has gotten in his head a little bit because the, the last couple of starts especially, the best start he had was the first one against the Dodgers where he was dominant over seven innings. But since then, everything's been about the same. And you can see it, at least I can, because I've seen him pitch so many times in his body language. 
He's not attacking anymore. He's wondering where the ball goes rather than knowing where the ball goes. And then you really get in trouble. And then it just sort of snowballs from there. If you're a pitcher, you forget about it. If you, if you lose your confidence and can't figure out where your ball is going to go and you're worried about it landing in the wrong spot, you're going to be in serious trouble. And I think that's where Marquez is right now. Now, all that being said, does he have a chance to, to turn this thing around? I definitely think he can. Usually when you look at guys who are going to fall off, velocity is down and there's some kind of physical or mechanical problem. We don't see that with Marquez. In fact, the, the, um, the velocity, he hit, he hit 98 on a couple pitches his last time out. That's not the issue. The issue is spotting that fastball and then coming back with that wipeout slider, and he has not been able to spot that fastball. Now, can he turn it around? Absolutely. He could do it in his next start, which I think is Saturday, but uh, hopefully – you know, that comes sooner than later with a guy like that. Because like you said, Tanner's got all that talent. Well, hopefully he does turn around Saturday, Jerry, because I'll be in the stands. And the last time that I watched Marquez pitch, it was against the Phillies on that day game. And uh, it wasn't great. So maybe him and I both, we, we needed to turn around our luck when I'm down there on Saturday. Maybe you should think about a different game. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, no, Jerry, I'm bringing the good luck with me. Good vibes only. I'm bringing it down right. there. Marquez is going to go crazy. I can just feel it. But uh, I agree with you. I, he, he's got too long of a track record to not believe that he can turn this yeah. around. Uh, because, like you said, it, it, it seems more mental than anything. And I know that's a big thing for pitchers. But this guy has proven time and time again he's got the stuff. You know, a, a comparison that... Uh, a friend of the station, Mark Knutson, likes to make is is with Ubaldo Jimenez. I mean, there'd be you know, obviously he was went out throw a no hitter, but then the next day or the next time he was up, he couldn't spot a, spot the pitch at all. And, and these pitchers have this. Can Marquez get back in a rhythm? I really hope he can. Yeah, and, and I think it's a good point. You know, I think it is more mental than than it is anything else. And he certainly has that track record. And that's the same thing that Buddy says about him all the time is, you know, he's got a track record. He's been a good pitcher for five or six years now. And we're confident that between the coaching staff and he working at it, they will come back. And, and I have a hunch that's going to be Saturday. Despite your being there, I think it's going to be a good start <laughs> for Martin no. Um, no, I, I really think he's he's close to turning it around. He had a couple innings. Actually, the last time he was out, didn't pitch badly, other than one bad inning. And it, and if you can get through, and what I liked about the last time that start he had was he had that bad bad inning canter, and then he came back and, and he was good for the next two. So that tells you that during a game he can turn things around. But now he's got to turn things around before that game starts and be consistent. So I have every confidence that he's going to come back. I and I, I think it's a lot like. Brendan Rodgers, people just kept saying, hey, be patient. He'll figure it out. He's too good a talent. That's, a, that's the way it is with Marcus as a pitcher. He's just too good a talent not to be able to figure that out and come back and start getting guys out again. Now you got questions or comments for Jerry and myself. Text us at 888-530-0043. Um, I, there was a head-scratching move, Jerry, that I, I'd like you to weigh in on and, and make it make sense to me. You know, Justin Lawrence looked really, really pretty strong to start the year uh, coming out of that bullpen. Um, you know, 2.19 ERA, I think, for Justin. Well, they wanted to get a, a lefty in there, so they bring in Lucas Gilbreth. Lucas has not looked good in any way stretch uh, stretch of the imagination uh, so far this year, Jerry. Why is, is do you just chalk this up to a failed experiment right now? No, I, I think with Justin Lawrence, the plan is to to work him in higher pressure situations. Tanner, you know, he's come in and 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 not not come up and mop up a game when you're way ahead or way behind. 
but in, in pressure situations and, and close games, we haven't had those. I mean, we haven't had that in the last six games, so there really hasn't been that opportunity for Justin Lawrence. But, no, they have, they have had great confidence in Justin Lawrence. And, by the way, what an incredibly intriguing pitcher, huh? 98 miles an hour sidearm. Are you serious? Oh, it, this, this it's insane. Is, and he's got one of the I, weirdest he, deliveries, Jerry. Oh, man, Tanner. I mean, this guy is fascinating to me because most sidearmers are in the, you know, low, what, low mid-80s, like Tyler Rogers, who we saw twice in the series in San Francisco, the kid from Chatfield High School. He's throwing 83 miles an hour uh, sidearm. Justin Lawrence hit 98 miles an hour three times in a game in Detroit, and he, and he kind of sits at 96, 97. Sidearm, I mean, that is incredibly uh, intriguing to me. Now, what Bud Black says about all that is he really hasn't learned how to pitch yet and how to harness that great that that great stuff and throwing sidearm at 98 and you know when do you throw the big curveball and when do you try to blow it by a guy he has, doesn't have a good feel for that yet but I think that the plan going forward with with him is hey high pressure situations you know we get a righty in there let him throw that sidearm and see if they can hit the darn thing because it's really hard to hit a sidearm when you're right-handed throwing right-handed and it's coming in at 98 miles an hour. So um, I, I think that's the, the case right now with Justin Lawrence. And, at the, at, in, and this nine-game homestand coming up, if there's pressure situations, high-pressure high uh, situations, you're going to be in there, especially against a right-handed, right-handed uh, lineup. So um, I think he's fine. You know, like you said, 2.19 earned run average. The walks are more than what he should have. There's 10 walks and 12 in the third innings. That worries Bud Black a little bit. Bud does not like to walk. Nobody likes to walk, but especially from his bullpen. So that being said, uh, you're right about Lucas Gilbert. And, and, and I'm trying to pinpoint his situation a little bit because he was terrific last year. He had a slow start, but the second half of the season, last two, three months, he was one of the, the best left-handers in that bullpen and very consistent. And I think the, the shortened spring hurt him. He won the COVID list for 10 days. He said that he really got sick during COVID. The other day, he was uh, Jack mentioned this on the air. He said he talked to Lucas in the uh, clubhouse, and Lucas said, "Man, I'm looking for that next gear, and I don't have it right now. So I'm not. I don't have my strength and my stamina back. And probably what should have happened in retrospect now, and this is what the coaches were saying the other day, is we probably should have sent him down for a minor league assignment a little bit longer, let him build back up, especially his strength and stamina, and then we'll put him in the bullpen. But uh, that didn't happen. He's just going to have to play through it. But I think that's where Lucas is right now. He's having trouble commanding pitches also. But that guy, if he can get his form back from the last year, will be certainly a key member in that bullpen left-handed. Well, Jerry, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, the, you know the, the Rockies optioned Justin Lawrence, who you were just bragging on, and I think just the eye test shows you everything you need to know about Justin Lawrence. But they optioned him to AAA before Sunday's game in Arizona. Why was that decision made? Yeah, he, they, they want him because because of the walks, and he won't be down there very long. And they just wanted to kind of to kind of get in a position where he can you know pitch every other day or so, and just kind of iron things out a little bit because of the walk situation and uh, the late the last two or three outings he's had, the walks have been up, and they it's really and this is what Bud was saying about it the other day was it's really hard for just a guy like Justin Lawrence to. Uh, figure things out in a bullpen session. He's got to be in a, in a high-leverage game, whether it's at, at the major league level or at the minor league level. So they want him to go down there, try to pitch every day, which he's probably going to do, and try to iron out a few mechanics and cut down those walks and then come back and be that 
great side armor, effective right-handed pitcher against right-handed hitters. Yeah, talking with Jerry Schimmel, one of the voices of the Colorado Rockies. I'm Tanner Schwint. This is Rockies Rundown presented by Autoplex. And, you know, the Rockies got a shot to uh, turn things around. Uh, But, Jerry, I think one of the most unfortunate things about this last stretch of games, like you said, there hasn't been a lot of save opportunities. And you talk about one guy who has been flat-out dominant out of the bullpen. That's Daniel Bard. You know, we talked a little bit on Good Morning NoCo last week about that. He's He's got that swagger, you know. He's got stranglehold by... Ted Nugent coming out. He's got the lights flashing. It's so much fun. I get pumped up when you see him coming in, and you almost know it's going to be a lockdown inning, and he has just been you talk about a bright spot on this team uh, sitting here at 16 and 15. Daniel Bard's been one. Yeah, there's no question about that, and once you got nine saves, so yeah, that's uh, that's been probably the, the, the brightest light for the Rockies so far, at least pitching-wise. And then I think Chad Cool's up there too, but this guy from the bullpen has just got that confidence going right now. You know what? I, I, we were talking about this on the air the other day too. Is that I think with Daniel Bard when he when he makes that comeback like he did last year, which is just an incredible story, by the way. How can he possibly be out of baseball for six years and come back and be a, a dominant closer like that? I mean, it's a movie. It's a it's a book and a movie, Tanner. But I think. Last year, he was just trying to figure things out. He said, all right, I'm back now, and I'm trying to fit in, and I'm trying to – now he is established, and he is comfortable, and like you said, he's confident. He knows he's going to be the closer. He knows in a close game at the end he's going to pitch that ninth inning, and I think that confidence has helped him on the mound in a big, big way. And when I come in um, uh, out from the booth and I go downstairs and I do that walk-off interview after the Rockies win – so I'm down there in the ninth inning when he's pitching. And Tanner, his ball at 98, 99 miles an hour moves like you wouldn't believe. It's got natural tail to it to get in on a right-hander. It's just a thing of beauty. And it comes in at 99 miles an hour, and then he throws that slider away. And it's just a credible combination of pitches. And when he commands those, which is most of the time, he's got a few walks. When he commands that, he is a thing of beauty to watch. I, I, I think one of the one of, those, one of those fun pitchers you can watch in baseball coming out of that bullpen the way he throws. Now, it is so much fun, and, and I'm all for the light show and the theatrics of it. He, they do the same for you when you get up to the booth every day, right, Jerry? <laughs> they turn the lights out is what they do <laughs> when I go to the booth. Uh, Jerry Schimmel, voice of the Colorado Rockies. I'm Tanner Schwent. When we come back on the other side, Jerry, we're going to do a, a buy or sell. I've got some questions lined up for you. You're going to buy it or sell it when we come back. You ready to do some bidding? I'm ready. Let's go. All right. Uh, this is Rocky's Rundown presented by Autoplex. More on the other side of this break on Northern Colorado's Voice, 1031 at 1310 KFK. Welcome back to Rocky's Rundown. I am Tanner Schwint. Thanks for being with us. Jerry Schimmel. Voice of the Colorado Rockies joining me as always. So Jerry, no offense here, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to bump our buy or sell segment because uh, we've got a, a special guest here on the program with us joining us now on the hotline. It is the Colorado Rockies manager Bud Black. Uh, Bud, thanks so much for taking some time this afternoon. You got it, guys. Great to be on. Hi, Jerry. Hey, hey, buddy. How you doing? Doing great. 
No, I, Doing but, great. Bud, appreciate you I, again I, taking some time. I know you got a day off here, and uh, I just want to talk with you. Uh, obviously, a, a rough uh, road streak there and, uh, and not uh, the outcome you were looking for, but but it's a long season. We all know that. How do you keep the, the mindset of this Rockies team where it needs to be so you can be competitive day in and day out? Well, uh, uh, you're right. A couple things that you mentioned. It is a long season. Uh, we did have a rough trip. Uh, but you're going to have those, uh, you know, based on a number of reasons. But I think the the thing you have to do is, uh, you know, the consistency of approach and process uh, is important. Uh, I think the players uh, need uh, consistency uh, and work from from the coaching staff and those around them uh, to keep them going. And I think players are conditioned to know the, you know, the rhythm of the season. Uh, like you mentioned, it's long, and players uh, are well aware of the ups and downs. Uh, what you try to do as a as a player and a coach and a manager is, you know, level out those uh, level out those valleys and and try to ride those peaks as long as possible. And I think that you know comes with the amount of games that uh, we've all been involved with as players and coaches over the courses over the course of our careers. Hey, buddy, uh, you guys went to Philadelphia, had that rough series there, but since you came back and you had a very successful homestand, and you said before that homestand started, you said, we got to flush that one away, forget about it, play, play well at Coors Field. Now can you have the same opportunity after this rough road trip? You've got a nine-game homestand coming up. Yeah, I think, Jerry, for sure, Jerry, we can. I think that uh, the off days uh, will be beneficial for the guys. But we got to come out and play well. And, you know, it starts with our starting pitcher, uh, you know, we pitched well in Arizona. Uh, we just didn't hit enough. Uh, in San Francisco, is a little bit of everything. We didn't pitch great, especially out of the bullpen. And we didn't score either. So uh, we got to get the bats going. Uh, you know, a couple guys at the bottom of the order are not swinging great. Uh, you know, we have to get Brendan Rodgers going, Jerry. He's been a little banged up. Uh, you know, we got to get Bryant back in the lineup. Uh, I think that's coming probably, hopefully, within the next week to 10 days. That will help. But uh, it takes everything, Jerry. You got to hit the ball. You got to hit, score. Uh, we got to play defense, and, and we got to pitch. And, you know, we didn't do it very well on this last road trip. Well, Bud, speaking about pitching, Herman Marquez, I mean, we've all seen the stuff he's got. He's one of the top pitchers in the league when he's on. What In talking with Herman, what, what's a little bit off with him uh, causing this rough start to the year? Well, it's not, not just one thing. It's, it's a combination of a few things. Uh, you know, I think his delivery uh, was a little bit out of sync. Uh, I still think he was a victim of uh, a shortened spring training and the lockout. Uh, I was encouraged by his last outing as far as the velocity and the and the movement on his secondary pitches, his breaking ball and his, and his changeup movement. So, I think he's getting closer. Uh, you know, I think there was some, a few things within his his arm action that uh, we sort of figured out here in his last bullpen session. So, I think he's in a good place uh, moving forward. There was a stretch like this last year, early in the year for Herman that he. And he came out of it. So, you know, hopefully uh, history repeats itself and he can get on a roll here uh, in late May and into June. Hey, buddy, I'm curious for you personally, you got the Royals coming up, a three-game series tomorrow. Team you played for, probably had your best years with, won a World Series with. George Brett is your buddy, still there and all that. Is another game or another series, or is it a little more special to you to manage against the, the Royals? 
Well, uh, Jerry, you're, you know, it's, it's still another game, but you know, I, I think all players who, uh, you know, had been somewhere before, uh, there's a little different feeling. I mean, it's still, you know, obviously I want to win that game badly. Uh, I'm going to manage to win. You know, we're going to, we're going to play to win, but, uh, you know, for me, there's just a, you know, there'll be a little special, uh, something just in the back of my head when I first see that uniform and, 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 and see, uh, you know, the Royals in the other dugout. It's like that way with, you know, a number of the other teams that I played with, but, uh, but when they, I know that we got a three game series with them, Jared, I want to sweep it for sure. But, you know, it, it, it gets you, it gets you thinking a little bit about the past and, you know, the good things that happened there for me. Well, and as Jerry mentioned, I'm sure you've still got uh, friends and people involved in that organization, bud. Is there a little bit of trash talk on both sides when, uh, when it goes your way? Uh, are, are you instigating some of that? <laughs> not really, not really. Uh, you know, you're right. I do have a lot of uh, friends who are still uh, involved over there. And Jerry mentioned George. He's, you know, he's, uh, you know, obviously a figurehead over there and a, and a royal icon. And there's some, you know, there's some clubhouse attendants and people in the front office that that are still there. You know, after you know 35 plus years when I was there as a player. So, uh, but not a lot of talking going on. I think that uh, you know might be for. You know, maybe a, a different date many years ago, or uh, even closer to when I was a, a player and went to another team. But uh, you know, not so much now. Hey, buddy, got one more question for you. And by the way, thank you so much. And this is an off day, and you got family in town and grandkids and all that. So thanks for taking a minute with us. But um, I, I'm I'm curious um, on an off day like this. And you mentioned, hey, an off day is always good for the players. What about the manager? Are you able to kind of recharge batteries? Is, it, is an office good for manager too? Well, yeah, I think it's good for everybody, uh, you know, within our traveling party. And, uh, you know, whether it's the, the coaches and I, our, our executives who, uh, you know, maybe get to do a little something different when, I, when, not, when there's not a game day. Uh, you know, you have a chance to, you know, regroup a little bit and, and do some things around the house and get some errands knocked off that uh, you've been, you know, holding off a little bit. But, you know, it just sort of resets you a little bit, Jerry. It gives you the time to really exhale. Uh, and there are times, to be honestly, when you're really playing well and you're winning games, you don't want one. But uh, a lot of times they're, uh, they're needed, even in that situation. So, uh, you know, it isn't a total shutdown. You know, I'm sure the coaches are, are doing, the, doing their thing to prepare for uh, this weekend against the Royals, watching video. I've been doing a little bit of that, a little bit of reading of, you know, of our notes and some of our advanced reports and watching a little video and, uh, you know, uh, rehashing a little bit of our road trip and some things we want to, you know, talk about tomorrow. So, but, you know, still you're never, you're never really uh, disconnected but it, it gives you a little breather to do some things that you need to get done. Colorado Rockies manager Bud Black on the uh, hotline with us here on Rockies Rundown. Uh, but I, I'm curious, you've been around baseball for a long time, and there seems to be a lot of debate about the Coors Field hangover this, Coors Field hangover that. Do you buy into that, uh, that, that, that there is that big of a difference when you leave uh, uh, Denver and you go and play on the road? Well, there's a little bit of difference for sure, but, I, you know, I, I you know, I'm, I'm, adamant to not uh you know use that as any sort of factor and you know whether we win or lose games and i think uh, you know our talks with the players since my tenure is 
is just about that. But you know, when you come in and out of uh, altitude, it has a little, uh, little bit of effect on your body. Uh, you know, I think the younger, you know, the guys who are playing the, you know, where they are age wise and where they are uh, stamina wise and fitness wise, it, you know, it doesn't affect them that much. Uh, and it's something that we have to, it's real, but, you know, we don't talk about it as a disadvantage. Uh, we can't do that. Uh, same way we, we don't talk about it as a huge advantage when somebody comes into Coors Field, right? We know that we have to play good baseball. We just can't go out there and think that the other team is going to, uh, you know, be affected by, you know, coming into Denver. But, uh, you know, we try to basically simplify our game no matter where we go. And, 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 and by doing that, I think it, 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 it keeps a lot of distractions and conversations out of the picture. Rockies manager Bud Black. Bud, Bud, thanks so much, my uh, my friend. I really appreciate you jumping on. Last one for you, unless Jerry's got one. Uh, I just wonder, has there been any indication of when we may see Chris Bryant back in the lineup? Well, you know, I, I text with him today. He's feeling much better. Uh, he's about to resume baseball activities, hopefully as early as tomorrow, depending on how he comes out of his workout today. Uh, with that, uh, you know, we got to get a we got to get a bat in his hand to see if he can swing to see if how his bat how his back feels. Uh, if that goes well this weekend, hopefully, uh, you know, maybe a couple games in the minor leagues, uh, you know, just to get him, uh, you know, back in the back in the swing of game activity, and then from there, hopefully, maybe you know, next weekend, uh, you know, that's what we're targeting if everything goes well with Chris. All right, bud. Well, thank you so thank you so much for jumping on. I appreciate you uh, giving up some of your time here on a free day. Thanks for jumping on, and uh, good luck the rest of the way. And hopefully, we'll catch up with you again soon. Okay, guys. Thanks. Appreciate it. There is uh, Rockies manager Bud Black there. Jerry, you said you didn't have connections. Well, you just said you just had to jinx yeah. yourself. You must have felt sorry for me because I've been trying for a month. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, good for him. Yeah. Like I said, he's got family in town. I think he's got both of his daughters in town and three grandkids and. They were going to go to the zoo, and I and someone told me they might have canceled because it was so windy. So maybe that's we had an opening for Bud, and he was able to get in. But now he's he's a great guy, and I'm glad he had a chance to talk to him. No, it's 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 so much fun. And Jerry, I know you know this about me, but I've been a I've been a lifelong Rockies fan. I, I just watching this team. I'm a big fan of Bud Black, and and I just love his answer. And I didn't get to this question, but uh, uh, when something goes wacky, it, you know, it's always just that's baseball, and I love that. It's so simple, yet it's so complex in and of itself. That's one of the best answers uh, uh, from a manager you can get. Yeah, people, I think they get tired of it. And they, <laughs> I think they make fun of it because of all that. But, you know, the point is, you know, it's different from other sports. It's different from football and different from basketball. It's so unpredictable, and you can see anything, anytime. And, and Tanner, think about this. You're gonna, if you go to a baseball game, you're going to go on Saturday. You're going to see something on Saturday that you have never seen before or haven't seen in a long, long time at that baseball game. I guarantee you will. And that's the thing about baseball. It's just so unpredictable. It, it's, a, it's a game of failure, and when you, when you do 
uh, succeed, then it's a big deal. When you fail, it's not. And and other sports are different. That they're the opposite. So yeah, it's just uh, that Bud Bud says that. I know people get in trouble for that, but man, to me, it, uh, being a baseball guy, it makes total sense. No, and I agree. And I don't like. I mean, I don't like that narrative because uh, obviously Bud's uh, willingness to jump on the air and talk to people uh, is there. So uh, I really appreciate uh, Rockies manager Bud Black for joining us, uh, Jerry. Now we can get into buy or sell when we come back on the other side. Uh, I'll be interrupted by Bud Black any day of the week. That's not a problem. <laughs> it's Rockies Rundown presented by Autoplex right here on Northern Colorado's Voice, 1031 and 1310 KFK. Rockies Rundown presented by Autoplex, live from the Allo Communications Studios. I'm Tanner Schwint. Jerry Schimmel, voice of the Colorado Rockies, up on the hotline with us. But, uh, Jerry, you ready for some buy or sell? Let's go, my friend. All right, let's do it, buddy. All right, so first one, buy or sell, C.J. Crone hits 30 home runs this year. I'm buying that thing. Yeah, I'm buying that. I think so, too. He's only 21 away. Yep, he's only 21. Yeah, I think he hits 35. Yes, uh, I'm in. All right, 35. That's a good number. That's a good number. Buy or sell, Herman Marquez ends the year with over six and a half wins. I'm buying that one, too. No, oh, you are. All right. Uh, that's yeah. uh, There was no hesitation there either, Jerry. Yeah, no, I, I just believe he's going to turn it around. Tanner, he's too good, isn't he? He's just way too good to to be to stay down like this. So I think it starts on Saturday. I think he's starting that game, like we said. So no, he's going to turn around, get the win. He'll get one, and then he only needs what five and a half after that. All Can right. you get a half a win? Yeah, I, I don't know. I think you got to get seven full ones. I don't think they give half wins. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, he, I'm still I'm I'm still buying at seven. He deserves uh, at least a half a win uh, with that first debut he made against the Dodgers. I don't right. know how you don't get a win on that, but uh, exactly. You know what? That's a good idea. They should give half a win. I think so. Let's talk to somebody. I don't know who who that is, but you've got yeah. connections. We see that yeah. now, Jerry. Uh, okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Buy or sell. The Rockies will have one player in the All-Star game. Buying that for sure. All right. Who's it going to be? Yep. It's. Uh, I think it's going to be Chad Cool or C.J. Crone. Okay. Might be Bard. Uh, one, one of those three. Bard, Crone, or Cool. You don't think Connor Joe has a shot? I I don't I, I I don't I just think he's he's a good solid player but probably not all star caliber right now but uh, those those three and maybe it's a combination of those three uh, but I think have a great shot. All right, I like that. I like that. Buy or sell the Rockies will finish the year in third place in the NL West. I am going to uh, I am going to sell on that one. Okay, so how do you see this going? Um, I see this going as the Dodgers, the uh, Padres, and then the Giants. I do think that the Rockies can finish fourth and be flirting with a uh, a 500 record, but I don't see them being the top three. Those other three teams are still pretty salty. Okay, all right, all right. Uh, Buy or sell uh, Chris Bryant 20 home runs this year. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, I'm going to buy that one. I think he's going to get healthy and come on. 
I really do. Because I think at the beginning of the year, we're looking at 30 home runs being realistic for him. So he'd still, if he came back like next week, like next weekend, like Bud talked about, he still would have a chance to hit 20. So, yeah, I'd say I'm buying on that one. How about you? All right. I think I'm buying there, too. I, I You saw him making great contact, uh, and, you know, we just hadn't seen the power explode. I think the the, the playing at Coors Field, I, I, I'm buying with you on that one as well, Jerry. I, I like that. All, All right. right. Last one here. Buy or sell. The Colorado Rockies make the playoffs this year. Um, I'm buying on that one. Okay. I think they're a wild card team. That's yep. what I like to hear, I, Jerry. Yep. I think they're a wild card team. I, I really do. I just think they've, they've hit a patch here where they just haven't played. They've had some bad luck and just, you know, just, just things that have all gone their way. And they're going to find their stride where things are going to go their way. They're going to catch these breaks. That's the way ba- that's baseball. That <laughs> baseball. is baseball. Uh, no, but. Well, you said it right. I mean, long season, things kind of even out like that. They've had some bad luck. I think if they stay healthy, especially with that rotation, yes, I think they're a wild card team. All right. That's buy yep. or sell right there, Jerry. I like it. You're buying a lot. I'm buying. I'm buying, I'm buying the Rockies right Bu- now, aren't I? Buying the stock. Team. That's all right. That's not a popular yeah. thing yeah. to do right now, you you rebel you. I know. I know. I know. That's okay, though. I've been that way my whole life, Tanner. Yeah. No, you, you have been, uh, from what I've been told. Anyways, yeah. Jerry Schimmel, yeah. voice of the Colorado Rockies. I'm Tanner Schwent. Uh, so the Rockies open their three-game set against the Kansas City Royals tomorrow night. Uh, Kyle Freeland going up against a guy that, uh, uh, well, the, everybody in the NL West knows really well, and Zach Grinke. How do you see that one shaking out, Jerry? You know, I, I think if Kyle Freeland pitches like he did the last couple times, I think you you, you put your uh, you, you're buying in that game tomorrow night with the Rockies. Grinky's had his solid. He's had some very good starts, and he's still that crafty guy that's not going to blow the ball by anybody. But he still knows how to get guys out. But he hasn't had a lot of success at Coors Field over the years. There have been some games where the Rockies have really roughed him up. And now he's way more of a finesse pitcher than a power pitcher. And the Rockies seem to do pretty well against those kinds of guys. So um, I think if Kyle Freeland pitches like I said, like I said, he did the last two times out, maybe even going back three three times, uh, you got yourself a win tomorrow. I just think the Rockies, Tanner, they're back home, they're at Coors Field, rough road trip, rough series in Philadelphia, then another rough road trip. They're just happy to be back. They got a day off to get recharged again, and here we go uh, for a win and a successful nine-game homestand. Now, I, I agree with you. I'm, I'm going to call a sweep here. I think they sweep the Royals. Jerry yeah. Schimmel, Jerry, thanks so much, my friend. Uh, we'll talk with you tomorrow morning, hopefully about 8.35 on Good Morning NoCo. Sounds good, Tanner. I'm looking forward to it. Great to be with you again this afternoon. Glad that we could be joined by Buddy Black. That was fun. That was a lot of fun, Jerry. Looking forward to next week. Catch Jerry's call on uh, on right here on KFKA tomorrow for that. We're going to hand it off to uh, some high school baseball coming our way next. Valley and Platte Valley. Clark Johnson on the call for that one. For Jerry Schimmel, for Micah Kilpatrick, I'm Tanner Schwent. This has been Rocky's Rundown on Northern Colorado's Voice, 103.1 and 1310 KFKA.